we have been considering the attributes of God. We began with the holiness of God. What does it mean for God to be holy? Two things. The primary meaning of the word holy. Yes. That God is separated from us. That he is other than us. That he is in a category of his own. Secondary meaning. That he is righteous. That he is morally pure. <coughs> that God hates sin and sinners. And this is out of his holiness. Um, <clears throat> God is bright in all his glory. And when we say that God is separated, we, we mean that God is, uh, uh, God is bright in all his, his glory. Now God tells us to be holy because he is holy. He tells us to be separate from this world as his people. And he requires us to walk uprightly, to walk in righteousness. For he is a righteous God. <clears throat> then last week you considered the aseity of God with Pastor Paul. What does it mean for God to be assay? Yes. For those who are there. Uh, it means that God is independent. He has no beginning. Uh, he wasn't created. He has no beginning. Means that God is self-existent. He exists in and of Himself. He has no beginning. He has no end. Uh, no one created Him. Um, that's a that's a difficult concept for us to understand because we live in the realm of time, while God lives in and out of time because He's the one that created time. So we can't quite understand how God has no beginning and He has no end. Where did He come from? The Bible tells us that God is self-existent in himself. He has all power and might in himself. He's the fountain of life. With no lack, God doesn't need anything. He is fulfilled in himself sufficiency. Um, <clears throat> and so God um, exists. Every existence com comes out of God because God is existence itself. He is being itself. We have being. God is being. And this is because of his aseity. He is self-existent. He, he exists in and of himself. We, on the other hand, exist because God gives us life. This morning, let us to consider that God is immutable. The immutability of God. That God is unchangeable. <clears throat> I'd like to submit to you that God is unchangeable in his character and in all of his ways um, <clears throat> that God is the I am. God is not on the way to become. God already is. He is I am that I am so that he is unalterable. He does not change. He, <clears throat> he does not become that which he was not because he already is. Um, and, and of course, out of aseity, we know that 
if God is self-existent, that means He is self-contained. He is self-sufficient. He doesn't need anything to be added to Him or anything, uh, or, or nor can anything be removed from Him. And because of this, then God is, it is impossible for God to increase or decrease. God is constant. He is unchangeable. So immutability, therefore, means that God is unchangeable. Now, <clears throat> there's a difference between uh, uh, the, 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 the term unchanging and unchangeable. When we say that God is unchanging, we are right, but not quite accurate. Because unchanging means that uh, something is yet to change. It can change, it's just that it hasn't changed. Unchangeable, on the other hand, means that something cannot change. It does not have the capacity to change. And therefore, uh, God being unchangeable is the most accurate description of, his, uh, of, of this attribute. That God has no capacity to change. The same way he doesn't have a capacity to lie, God doesn't have a capacity to change. He is fixed. He is steady. He is uh, unchanging. He is unchangeable. I'd like you to see that God is distinguished from his creatures. When we say that God is unchangeable, we are saying that God is different from his creatures. He is distinguished. Immutability is one of the divine perfections which is not quite thought about. You see, when God tells us that we make the mistake of thinking that he is like us, God is saying... Um, you, you have the capacity to change. I do not have the capacity to change. Now think with me for a moment that people have given other people this attribute of God of immutability. What, what do people say about other people when they wrong them. Yes? People never change. That's what people say. That uh, you don't change. But the truth of the matter is people change. We are not like God. We are not immutable. We are not unchangeable. We can change. So when someone wrongs you and you think, ah, they never change. You're, you're making a, categ a category error. You're, you're putting a human in the category of God. God is the only one that cannot change, that is immovable. We are changeable. God is this distinguished from us. <clears throat> one of the excellencies of the creator that distinguishes him from the, his creation is that he is immutable. God is perpetually the same. You know that concept of perpetuity? He continues over and over, forever and ever, the same God. Now when, <clears throat> when people argue that the God of the Old Testament is different from the God of the New Testament, they are also making a very big error, right? Because they are distinguishing uh, God of the Old from God of the New and therefore making the mistake of, of nullifying the attribute of God of immutability. God does not change. The way God was when he said, let there be light, is the same way that he is now. And it's the same way that he will be forever 
and ever. And so God is perpetually the same. He is subject to no change in his being. He's subject to no change in his attributes or determinations. Therefore, God is compared to a rock. Go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 32. Deuteronomy 31:30. Then Moses spoke the words of this song until they were finished in the ears of all the assembly of Israel. Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak, and let the earth hear the words of my mouth. May my teaching drop as the rain, my speech distill as the dew, like gentle rain upon the tender grass, and like showers upon the herb. For I will proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God. Verse 4. The rock, his work is perfect for all his ways are justice, a God of faithfulness and without iniquity. Just and upright is he. There are multiple attributes that are given to us there of God. But like you to uh, <clears throat> notice verse 4 which says that God is the rock which <clears throat> remains immovable so that when the entire ocean is is raging and there is that rock that is firmly fixed at the bottom of the ocean it remains immovable and that's that's the description of god there that god does not fluctuate in state um, <clears throat> all his creatures are subject to change fluctuations emotions uh, uh, um, uh, mutability but God is immutable because God has no beginning and no ending he can know no change God cannot change he is everlastingly the father of lights go with me to James James chapter 1 James chapter 1 and verse 17. There are deep truths that I'd like you to see there. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. <clears throat> I'd like you to notice that the gifts that God gives are changeable they are they are varied Sindio, God gives gifts that are different the gifts that you have been given are not necessarily the same gifts that I have been given or someone else has been given <clears throat> so the gifts that God gives are mutable they are changeable they are variable but the God who gives the gifts is the same that text tells us he is the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. And so even though the gifts are varied, 
different gifts are given to different people, different blessings come to different people, so that the gifts are not the same, they are changeable, the God who gives the gifts remains the same. Now, I'd like you to think about this for your comfort. To know that God, if, if God would change, <clears throat> he would not be God. Someone else would be. And this is because God would be like us. When he says one thing at one time, he would change his mind. And say another thing at another time. Now that doesn't mean that the way God relates to us is immutable. Even though God is unchangeable, even though God is immutable, his dealings with his people change. There, there is change in the way God deals with his people, but there is no change in, uh, but there is no, there's no change in the God who deals with his people. So that when God says repent, or you will perish, he is serious. If you don't repent, you will perish, right? But then there is change in his dealings with the people when they repent. Because when he says, if you repent, you will get eternal life, you will. So th the dealings that God has with people may change. But there is no change in the God who is dealing with his people. The same way there is change in the gifts, but no change in the giver of the gifts. That's what the text here in James tells us. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Before we consider the aspect, these different aspects of God's immutability, go with me to Psalm, Psalm 102, Psalm 102. like to emphasize here that God is immutable from verse 25 to 28. The psalmist tells us, Of old you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Notice verse 26. They will perish, but you will remain. They will wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe, and they will pass away. But you are the same, and your ears have no end. The children of your servants shall dwell secure. Their offspring shall be established before you. So notice there in, in verse 26, <clears throat> even though humans have the capacity to perish, God will remain. He must remain because he is immutable. He cannot change. He cannot cease to exist because he has always existed. And then we are told <clears throat> that <clears throat> humans will, wear, will all wear out like a garment. Human beings have the capacity to wear out, but not God. God will remain. God is the same, which is what we have there in verse 27. 
end of verse 26 says, you will change them like a robe. So, so notice that even though God is unchangeable, even though God does not change, he has the capacity to change others. So that the text tells us, you will change them like a robe and they will pass away. And then verse 27 tells us, but you are the same. So think of Nebuchadnezzar, the king, who in his pride thinks that he's the greatest. What does God do to him? God changes him to become like a beast. And he goes into the field and eats grass. Because the unchangeable God has the capacity to change his creatures. Um, which is what we are told here. You will change them like a robe and they will pass away. But the, the God who changes others, he does not change himself. You are the same and your years have no end. Is there a question so far? Or a comment? Yes, Elijah. Why do we pray if God's will, if God, <clears throat> if God cannot be changed, why do we pray? That's, that's the essence of the question, Sindio. Why do we pray? Why do you pray? pray because God has told us to pray. The immutable God is omniscient. We will deal with that maybe next year. He knows all things, yet <clears throat> in his knowledge of all things, he commands his creatures in his sovereignty. We will deal with that next year also to pray. He tells us we must pray, to pray without ceasing. So that, that's one of the reasons we pray. If we did not know anything else of why we pray, it's enough to pray simply because God tells us to pray. But then, <clears throat> Brother Simon also makes a good point that because 
we are mutable, we must pray. At one point we sin, another point we don't. At the point that we sin, we pray, right? We ask God to forgive us. Prayer is one of the agents that God uses to do what? To do what? To change us. God uses prayer to change us because we are mutable beings. We can change. And so God changes us and fashions us into the image and likeness of Christ because that's not what we inherently are. Does that suffice? Does it reconcile the... Okay. <clears throat> any any other question or comment? Okay. <clears throat> Aspects of God's immutability. Firstly, God is immutable in his essence. In his being. His nature and being are infinite. <clears throat> and so they are subject to no mutations. God in his being, in his essence, cannot change. So when we say that God is immutable, God does not change, what we are saying is that God has neither evolved, grown, <clears throat> God has never improved. God has always remained the same. All that he is today is all that he has ever been. And it is all that he will ever be. God never changes. Go with me to Malachi chapter 3. <clears throat> that beloved book of Malachi. Chapter 3. And look with me, at not, not at verse 10, <clears throat> but at verse 6. Let's, let's begin at verse 5. Then I will draw near to you for judgment. I will, be a, I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, <clears throat> against those who swear falsely, against those who oppress the hired worker in his wages, the widow and the fatherless, against those who thrust aside the sojourner and do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. For I, the Lord do not change therefore you O children of Jacob are not consumed so God is saying that he does not change he cannot change <clears throat> in his essence God cannot change in his being he remains the same he has always been uh, the rock of ages the KJV renders it I the Lord I am the Lord I change not I, I do not change so, so, so then God in his essence cannot change for the better God cannot uh, change for the worse 
He is already perfect. There is nothing that can be added to God to make him a perfect being. We are also going to consider an attribute known as impassibility. That God is without passions. He doesn't, he is not fluctuating in love and hate and, 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 and joy and happiness and sadness. He is impossible. Um, he cannot change for the better. He cannot improve. We will also consider that God is without parts. He does not have different parts that join together to make up this being that we call God. God is perfectly holy, perfectly righteous, perfectly unchangeable, perfectly self-existent. All of the attributes of God, He is perfect in all of them. And immutability is at the center of it. If God would change, that would mean that He has parts that can be removed or some that He doesn't have that need to be added to Him. And so, God is altogether unaffected by anything that is outside of Himself. Because God is self-existent, He is a say, He is not affected by anything that is outside of himself because God is immutable because he can't change he is unaffected by anything that is outside himself that means that if something that is outside of God would affect him then he would change right but because the Bible says that God does not change that means that it's not as though when we sing to God we you know we pile up glory that he doesn't have to him God is perfectly glorious. He has all the glory that he needs. We only ascribe to him that which he has and that which he deserves. And so, um, he is perpetually the same. Now, only God can say, I am that I am. Because in his essence, he doesn't change. There's a very smart Sermon, which I'd like you to go look up by James Dolezal. It's called The Unchanging God. <clears throat> and James Dolezal says in, 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 that, uh, in, in that lecture or sermon, if you will, that God is, um, is, is not on the way to become uh, blessed. God is the blessed God. Bible says, blessed be the God. <clears throat> he is not receiving more blessing. Um, that he is the only one that can say, I am that I am, because God does not need a qualifier. He is perfect. He doesn't change. Like you are seated, you will change in your state of being. At the moment you are seated, the next moment you will be standing, and so on and so forth. God does not need to qualify himself and say, I am seated or I am standing. I do not need to, <clears throat> I cannot change to, uh, to the state that I am in at the moment. Says he change nismame koi pulpit, na tayari nismame koi pulpit. Now God is, is the I am. He, his name is, I am that I am. That means when we say he is, we will be completely okay to, to leave it there. Because he does not change. If God would change, we would say 
God is in the US. But what, what does the Bible say about God with regard to his presence? He is omnipresent. He is everywhere. Um, <clears throat> so if we would add anything to the is regarding to his presence is that he is everywhere. That means, that simply means he is. Nanipata? So he's all together and influenced by the flight of time. God doesn't God doesn't change because it's today or it's tomorrow because he exists out of time. He doesn't change. And so what <clears throat> what his immutability first of all means is that he is unchangeable in his essence. Secondly, God is unchangeable in his attributes. Whatever the attributes of God were before the universe was called into existence, they are precisely the same now. Um, and will remain so forever and ever. God does not change. God did not become more powerful because he said, let there be light and light appeared. God remained, <clears throat> light appeared because God was already powerful and therefore he called it out. The attributes of God remain the same. They do not change. This is necessarily so because they are the very perfections, the essential qualities of his being. God is always the same in all of his attributes his attribute of love maybe we'll consider the attribute of love in 2024 <laughs> but when we say that god is love it means <clears throat> you know in connection with his immutability that the love of god does not fluctuate god doesn't love us more today than he did yesterday completely mistaken about the being of God God does not change his love is the same um, <clears throat> that's why when you sin you don't affect God it's not as though God hates others with more intensity than he hates other sinners God hates all sin perfectly the same because his attributes do not change. Now, does that mean that all sins are equally heinous in the sight of God? No. Uh, raping a woman and murdering her is not the same as saying a lie in the heinousness of it. But God hates all sin in the same way because he does not change. He's a perfect God. He's perfect in all of his attributes. He's immutable in all of his attributes. Um... His power is intense. His wisdom is undiminished. His holiness is clean. His, um, uh, uh, his attributes are the same. The attributes of God can no more change than deity can cease to be. If the attributes of God would change, God, again, God would not be God. Because God is the same forever and ever. His truthfulness is unchangeable. His word is forever settled in the heaven. That's what the psalmist tells us in Psalm 119 verse 89. His love is eternal. He says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. It does not change. And having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them to the end. That's what John tells us in John 13 verse 1. His mercy does not cease. Um, <clears throat> for it is everlasting. 
read the Psalms and you again get a crash course on the attributes of God. God has not changed in his attributes. The way he loves us today, he loves us tomorrow. Now, think with me for a moment. <clears throat> but because the attributes of God do not change um, as a part of his immutability, you know, you know that God doesn't love you less because you have sinned. Imagine with me for a moment how many times you sin. How many times do you sin? What's the answer? How many times do you sin? Yes? Countless, multiple, many times. We sin a lot in our thoughts, our words, and our deeds. If God's love would change, if God would be changeable, would, would God ever love you? God will never love you. And that's why then the love of God is not dependent upon the creature that he displays his love to. And, and even more than that, his love does not change. When he displays his love on a wicked sinner, he displays it to the fullest. So that as Christians we know, even when we sin, God loves us. Let me, let me leave it there because of time. Thirdly, and lastly, God is immutable in his counsel. His will never varies. Perhaps some are <coughs> ready to object that we, we ought to read the following. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, Genesis 6.6. 6. And <coughs> when we are uh, faced with such passages as of God regretting, our first reply is, then do the scriptures contradict themselves? And the answer is no, no. The scriptures don't contradict themselves. God is playing in Numbers 23. Go with me to Numbers 23 verse 19. Someone read Numbers 23, 19. realize that in that one verse God God God's immutability is proclaimed to us and his changing dealings with his people is also presented to us look at that verse God is not man that he should lie or the son of man that he should change his mind what does that mean God doesn't change his mind God doesn't change but, look at the second part of it. Has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? That means that in his dealings with his people, 
God changes. But in his being and his essence, he doesn't change. There is change in the way God deals with us, but there is no change in the God who deals with us. Is that clear? Because if God says he will punish, he will punish. He must punish. And that's why we who are believers have gone to Christ who has already been punished for our sins. But then you realize that his dealings with us have changed when we go to Christ, right? He has forgiven us of our sins. Go to First Samuel chapter 15. Samuel 15:29 And also the glory of Israel will not lie or have regret He is not a man that he should have regret Now that seems to contradict the passages like Genesis 6, 6, that tell, tell us that God regretted uh, making man on earth. You know, one passage says he doesn't regret. The other passage uh, says that um, uh, he regrets. But th there's a very simple explanation to it. When speaking of himself, God frequently accommodates um, his language to our limited capacities so that we are able to understand him. He describes himself as clothed with bodily members as, uh, as, as having eyes and ears and hands and regretting he speaks of himself as waking yet we know that he doesn't sleep he neither sleeps nor slumbers so when he institutes a change in his dealings with men he describes his course of conduct as regretting so that when God changes his dealings with his people he describes it to us in that anthropomorphic language as regretting uh, telling us that he <clears throat> he changed so that we may be able to grasp what the what his intention is but he he will again tell us in another part that in himself he cannot change he does not change so that we are able to know who he is and how he deals with us and so God is immutable in his counsel for Romans 11 29 tells us that the gifts of God the calling of God is irrevocable it must be so Job 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 asks in uh, uh, Job 23 he is unchangeable and who can turn him back what he desires he does no plan of his is can be thwarted that, that's Job 42. Who can, who can thwart the plans of God? What he's decided he's going to do. Because God is unchangeable in his counsels. God's purpose never alters. Now we've considered about the purpose and plans of God in Ephesians 1 multiple times. He has purposed from eternity past to save a people for himself. He must do it. He's unchangeable in his counsels. It must happen. One of, the, one, 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 one of two things causes a man to change his mind and reverse his plans. <clears throat> it's because he wants 
foresight. He, he doesn't know what will happen in the future. While God knows everything. And uh, we also lack power to execute anything. Therefore we change. But as God is both omniscient and omnipotent, there is never need for him to reverse his decrees. Because God knows what is going to happen, because God has all power, he doesn't need to change anything. Because he has his counsels that are firmly fixed since the foundation of the world. And so no counsel of the Lord, uh, 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 sorry, the counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations, Psalm 33, 11. We also read in Hebrews 6, 17 that um, there is the unchangeable character of God. When God, when God gives an oath, when, when God makes an oath, who does it swear it by? He swears it by himself because he is the firmly fixed anchor that does not change. That's what you have there in Hebrews chapter 6. Now, can human beings be depended upon? Can you be depended upon? No, you can't. Because you, you can change. I mean, even when we get married, we get married in faith. Don't assume that you're going to get a wife. Uh, and I'm speaking to young men now because there are, are no ladies that are not married. Don't assume that you're going to get a wife who is a believer and everything is going to be okay. People change. That should always be at the back of our minds. We get into marriage by faith. We trust that God has saved this person. God has saved me. God has saved this person. Then we, we are united together in the bonds of Christian marriage. And we are constantly praying for one another because we know that people change. Yet, because God has saved us, then we also have the comfort of knowing that God will not let us go, right? And so, human beings cannot be completely be depended upon. And that's why I don't depend on my wife completely, or my family completely, my parents completely, or my employers completely. Because your employer can promise you a raise and then he will die. Then the, another employer will come, you go to them, you tell them, you promised me a raise and they tell you, you don't have that capacity as a company. Human beings cannot be depended upon. Because we can die and leave everything. If my wife depended upon me completely, what if I died tomorrow? And so, our trust, our complete trust and dependence is on who? Is on the unchangeable God. The God who does not change. The God who always remains the same. He can be depended upon. He can be trusted. Because He is the creator. We are just, we are just part creatures. But because God is the creator, we can trust Him. We can depend on Him. So that creaturehood and mutability, being a creature and changing, are in the same family. You know, it's, 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 it's okay to clump them together, that I am a creature and I am mutable, I can change. They are correlative terms. Um, if the creature was not mutable by nature, it would not be a creature. 
you, you would not be a creature if you would not change because you would not be created in the first place you would already have existence which is what only God has God has existence he has never had a beginning he will never have an, an end we have many things to consider here <clears throat> just like to finish by asking where should we fix our feet already we've already said it but just like for you to to think with me for a moment that Christians are the most uh, comfortable so to speak people in this world we have and, and the word comfortable there I, I mean they, they have they have comfort um, they have the most comfort because we have God those who do not have God they do not have comfort because they live life that is like shifting sand that today is up tomorrow is down the Christian is the only one who is able to live their life knowing that even though my life can change I serve a God I believe in a God I trust a God that is unchangeable that God will always love me that God is always watching over me that God is always holding me up he will hold me fast um, that's what the, the hymn writers say he will hold me fast for my Savior loves me so he will hold me fast he must because he is ever the same um, and so then we praise him he is, his purpose is fixed he is stable he's not shaky um, his word is sure you know when God says it in his word we can trust it here then is a rock on which we may fix our feet when waves <clears throat> when trials come we no longer fear as Christians because we know that God is not as though God has changed right we find comfort when when things happen to us because we know that God has not changed God knew that this would happen and God is holding me fast the, the permanence of God's character guarantees the fulfillment of his promises because God in his character will not change in his attributes will not change in his essence he will not change in his counsels he will not change then we know we have a guarantee that the promises that he's given us he will fulfill them now think with me beyond beyond the here now today tomorrow think with me for eternity we trust God because God does not change we, we trust God with our eternity why are you a Christian and not trusting anything else I submit to you it's because you believe in the immutability of God you see the people who come out and say that I was a Christian now I'm not they were never Christians they never knew God God never knew them that intimate sense 
the Christian is, is a Christian because they believe in the immutability of God. That God does not change. God will not, you will not stand before God on the final day and then God tells you, I, I changed my mind, brother. I, I realize that you're, you're such a sinner. Even the sacrifice of Christ is, is not good enough for you. The Christian finds comfort in knowing God will not change his mind. If God has said, come to Christ, I will save you, I will forgive you, I will keep you, I have given you the Holy Spirit, I will preserve you to the end, the Christian finds comfort in knowing that God never changes. He will not change his mind. He will not turn his back on you. Isn't that what the Bible says? He will never leave us, neither forsake us. Out of his immutability, he cannot change. He will not change. We have a rock on which we may fix our feet. God is faithful. He cannot deny himself. His faithfulness is an overflow of his immutability. So that because God is unchangeable, we know that he is faithful. We know that he cannot change. We know that what, what he has said, he will do. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 10 tells us, For the mountains may depart, and the hills may be moved, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you, and my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Listen to what Stephen Chanock says here. Uh, Stephen Chanock has a brilliant uh, uh, magnum opus. His, his most brilliant work on the existence and attributes of God. He says, herein is encouragement to prayer. What comfort would it be to pray to a God that, like a chameleon, changed color every moment? Who would put up a petition to an earthly prince that was so mutable as to grant a petition one day and deny it another? God doesn't change. He's immutable. So we find comfort in knowing that when we pray to a God like this, He will not change. He's not like a chameleon. One moment, one color. The next, a different color. God is the same. God remains the same. He does not change. Um, now, lastly, we have here the terror of the unbeliever. Because God does not change, the unbeliever cannot expect that in the final day he will he will some, somewhat somehow change God's mind. It won't happen. And that's why we tell sinners, repent now. Now, because when you, when you meet with God, when you face Him on the final day, oh, woe unto you. It will be trouble for you. You will not be able to, uh, to take in the wrath of God. You will just be there simply because you have to be there. Because God will cast you into eternal torment. This is where 
the wicked should be afraid of God because he does not change. Those who defy him, those who break his laws, who have no concern for his glory, but who live their lives as though God does not exist, they will face him on the final day. Him who is unchangeable. And his wrath will fall on them. Because God is holy, he is unchange unchangeably so. He, he, he will not change in his holiness. Therefore God hates sin. He eternally hates it. Unchangeably. It's not as though God will at one point start loving sin. He can't. He won't. Because he is unchangeable. He does not change. And hence the eternality of the punishment of all who die in their sins is guaranteed. Because God is unchangeable. Is there any question or comment before we finish? So this is the basis of our encouragement. Hmm? That God is immutable. That God does not change. We find comfort in knowing that God does not fluctuate. Um, what he says in his word, he's going to do it. He's going to perform it. What he promises us, he's going to fulfill it. And we can trust him who is on the throne to be faithful God because he is immutable. Let's pray. Father, this attribute of immutability is, is, is comforting. It cannot be thoroughly comprehended since we live within the realm of time where change is inevitable. But we thank you that um, you've revealed these things to us in your word so that we may trust you, so that we may know that you are faithful, so that we may find encouragement and comfort in knowing that you will not leave us, you will not forsake us, you will not love us less today because of our sin you will not um, overlook sin because you do not change sin must be punished and even though your dealings with us change the gifts that you give us are varied you are the God the father of lights with whom there is no variableness or shadow due to change. So we can trust you. We can trust that you will accomplish all your promised will. Help us then to find comfort in this. 
Help us to have a heart for the lost. Because when they meet you on the final day, in your unchangeable character, they will perish for all eternity. Help us to bring the lost, the gospel, as much as is practically possible to the praise and glory of your name. Lord, grant as we continue to go through the attributes of God, even though just a few of them this year, that we would, um, we would be stricken with the awesomeness of who you are. That, that, that we would bow down to, to you with fresh awareness of who you are. And may your name be glorified in our midst. May we be able to worship you rightly. May we live day after day in the presence of the holy God, the self-existent God, the immutable God. To the praise and glory of your name. Please bless us with these things. For we pray in Jesus' name.